Welcome to Tailboard Talk, a fourth shift fitcast. The mission of Tailboard Talk and the fourth shift fitness is to educate and train fire service personnel to increase durability and decrease the potential for injuries and their associated costs. My name is Chris Morella, owner and founder of Fourth Shift Fitness. I'll use my experience as a personal trainer, strength coach, and 15-year veteran of the fire service to deliver tips, tricks, lessons, and information specifically geared towards the health and wellness of firefighters and paramedics. Each episode, you'll leave with immediate deliverables that will improve performance and resilience and keep you in the fight through your career and into retirement. Let's get into it. What's going on, everyone? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back. Or if this is your first episode of Tailboard Talk, a fourth shift fit cast, go back, check out episode one. It's a quick introduction, like 20-minute quick introduction uh, to myself, Chris Morella, your host, also to Fourth Shift Fitness, which is the company, and Tailboard Talk, which is this version, these episodes. So please go back, check that out, and then come right back or enjoy this one. Today we're talking about fitness tracking devices, specifically talking about the whoop strap. And I want to talk about them in general because there's a ton of them. Uh, But I want to talk about the whoop strap because I've been using it most of the time through this pandemic. Since early March, I've been using the whoop strap and I've been able to get a lot of experience with it, a lot of data and also um, some pros and cons. Before I do that, I want to tease something that I'm going to be talking about in a few episodes, and that is an initiative I'll be running in September with my fire department. So I was able to coordinate with the union, the department, and the fitness committee, and we're going to run an incentivized fitness program. It's the first one, really, that we've ever done in my department, and essentially, to give you the cliff notes, it's going to be either a Scholastic Book Fair or a Chuck E. Cheese type of situation where you can earn credits or earn points over the month of September by doing cardio, by doing fitness stuff. And then you can turn those points at the end of the month for some merchandise, some union merchandise. Uh, So I'll have more information on that. I'll probably release that one or topic that one in September so I can give you the outline of it and also an update on it while it's going. But for today, we're talking about fitness trackers and specifically the whoop strap. We all know that we kind of live in our own little world in, in a few different ways, but mostly different schedule, different sleep habits, uh, different constraints, not, and also different opportunities. We have opportunities in our shifts to do some different stuff than the typical person who's tracking their steps or whatever would. So when we talk about fitness trackers, we got to figure out, first of all, what they are. And at this point, there are a ton of different things. I mean, every major company has one. So just run down the line here, like Apple has their watch, Garmin has a few different versions of a smartwatch, which is also a fitness tracker. There's the Fitbit, which has the entire line from pedometers all the way up to basically like an Apple watch competitor, right? There's the Whoop, there's the Ring, the Quora Ring, I think it's called. And there's all kinds of stuff. And I guess if we look back into where it's all started, I think it's got to be with the old school polar heart rate monitors. You might remember from gym class or even before that, I mean, these things were, you had the chest strap, uh, you had to make sure the chest, chest strap was wet when you put it on, and you had to wear the watch that corresponded with that chest strap, and you had to send them back in to Polar to change the battery. They were sealed. You couldn't change the battery yourself. So, I mean, that was like, that had to be some of the earliest ones, right? 
And then look how far we've come in just 15 or 20 years. Now we have essentially computers, full-blown computers on your wrist. Uh, and you, you don't have to change the battery. You can charge the battery. So, I mean, quite the difference from where we started. But a fitness tracker is just what it sounds like. It's anything that tracks some kind of measurable aspect of fitness. Going back to the most, most fundamental or basic form is the pedometer, right? You wear it on your hip. And every time you take a step, it shakes a little accelerometer inside and it registers that as a step and it counts how many steps you've taken all the way up to what I think is probably the most advanced one, which would be the whoop strap, uh, which we'll be talking about, which measures heart rate variability, resting heart rate, your respirations per minute. It gives you an output score for the day. So there's really a wide span of these things. Now, the most common readings, like I said, are going to be steps or heart rate or sleep. And they can be as detailed or as generic as that company wants. And others go far, far deeper into those analytics. And they give you a detailed report. And you can really get really deep into it if you so choose. And others are entertainment devices like the Apple Watch. I mean, let's be honest. That's, that's got to be 99% entertainment and probably 1% fitness tracker. It can do so much stuff. But you can track workouts in there. You can track sleep in there. I saw their advertising almost like a EKG ability reading now. I don't know how that works, but they say they have it. So there's all different types out there. I want to talk about the whoop strap because that's the kind that I've been using since March. And that's the kind that I like. And it's also a little bit different than the average fitness tracker that you would look at. And the company says that they're focused on performance and not necessarily entertainment. And they also want it to be nearly invisible so you can wear it 24 7 not really notice it so basically they want this thing to to just be an afterthought they want you to put it on and not think about it until you go to look up your data or you register a workout or whatever so looking at it it looks different than the other ones too it's a little plastic thing a little plastic sensor about the size of a domino and an elastic strap that keeps it on you and you can put it on your wrist or your bicep uh, which is cool because if you wear it on your wrist and you also wear a watch on the other hand, you look like kind of a weirdo, but you can put on your bicep and then you look like a normal person uh, just with a bicep strap on like the ultimate warrior, but it's better than having what looks like two watches on like a psychopath. There's no screen on it. So there's no readout. There's no watch face. The only kind of readout at all or any kind of uh, anything on it is three little lights on the side and you can tap the whoop uh, sensor a few times and it'll give you basically how many thirds of battery you have. It's three little dots on there and that's it. There, it doesn't vibrate. It doesn't beep. It doesn't do anything besides receive data and then it sends it to your phone and the, there's a whoop app obviously and that is where all the magic is. That's where all the information goes and gets sorted. It all gets displayed. It all gets broken down and you also get a monthly breakdown emailed to you if you want. You can look up much more detailed information uh, through the website so i mean it really it's really cool because it's not distracting it's pretty small and pretty sleek uh, but it gives you an enormous amount of data and it tracks almost everything i mean it tracks heart rate sleep three and the different categories of sleep deep sleep rem awake respirations heart rate variability resting heart rate and then they have they have formulas they use to determine two things. One is called recovery and one is called strain. And they basically look at your heart rate, your heart rate variability, your sleep you accumulated, and your output in the days before, and they give you those two things. 
uh, how, how well recovered you are, and then over the course of the day, how hard you're working, and they give you a score for that too. So the ultimate question comes down to, are these things useful for firefighters and paramedics? And I think they are. I think they really are. I think the WHOOP is particularly useful because you can wear it while you sleep. That's one of the biggest things with the Apple Watch. I tried out Katie's for a while, for like a week or so. I didn't love it. Uh, first of all, it was way too distracting. I mean, I was just, I was looking at it constantly and screwing with it constantly. Second of all, I was just terrified to scratch it or to knock it against something. When I was working out, you had to tighten it down so it would read your heart rate appropriately, but then it kind of got in the way of your wrist a little bit. Not a big deal, but just annoying. But you had to charge it. You had to charge it nearly every day. And so you could either wear it during the day or night, but not both because of the battery life. Well, that's one cool thing about the whoop strap is that imagine you have this domino-sized piece of plastic on your wrist or on your arm. That stays on you as long as you want. And you actually attach a, a battery, kind of like a turtle shell, over the top of the, the receiver, the plastic piece, the monitor. It charges it while you're wearing it, and then you just unclip or slide off the battery when you're done charging after about half hour, 45 minutes. So you don't have to take it off, and the battery lasts three, four days maybe. So you can really get a good 24-hour look at what your body's doing. And one of the most important things that I think it tracks is your sleep. I've posted a lot about that on my Instagram page. I'll show the trends of here's my two days off and here's my shift day and here's how much sleep I got versus how much I need. And it's been fairly accurate uh, without saying I'm going to bed now because you can program and say, okay, it's bedtime starting now. Without doing that, it's been really accurate at auto-detecting sleep. And if we get it multiple times per night, you have to go in there and kind of adjust a few things. But for the most part, it's really good at tracking when you go to sleep, when you wake up, and the phases of sleep that you're in throughout the night. That's been hugely beneficial to me since March. And not for the reason that's too obvious, because I've used it more to justify not working out or working out more appropriately and more smartly after long nights. The ambulance I was on until about two weeks ago would average uh, eight to 10 calls a day, and at least three to four of them would be overnight. And so I could look at my recovery score the next day and then make a smart decision on how I wanted to exercise or if I wanted to exercise based on the metrics that my WHOOP was giving me. Because we all know that stress is stress. So no matter if it's emotional, physical, environmental, your body is receiving stress. And at a certain point, you can stress yourself into being run down and compromise your immune system. Well, having the data from the WHOOP, I was able to look at it. And even some days where I get three or four hours of sleep, I might feel okay because of whatever reason. But you get off shift and you feel okay. But you look at your heart rate, your heart rate variability. You look at the recovery score it gives you. And you got to look at the facts and say, even though I feel not bad, my body's struggling right now. And so that was great information for me to have because I would take a little bit easier that day or make get more of a recovery day or pick a workout that didn't grind me into the dirt. And then inevitably the next day I felt much, much better instead of just continuing that stressful load day to day to day. And then I get back on shift. I'm not sleeping again. Then I get off shift. I work out hard again. And before you know it, I'm, I'm exponentially more susceptible to being sick. So especially in this time with COVID and quarantine and we're entering cold and flu season here in another month or so, Knowing what your body is actually doing compared to how you think you feel you're doing is going to be an absolute asset 
to you staying healthy and you being able to continue to provide care for people or just not compromising yourself while trying to perform the job. The other reason I like it and I think it's useful is that the the heart rate tracking, the heart rate variability, if you guys look back and you follow me on social media, about a week ago, I put up a screenshot of the WHOOP. It was a period of time that I had the WHOOP analyzed. And so throughout the day, it's tracking constantly. And we had a call. It was a trauma call involving a three-year-old. And so it was a pretty intense call. And everything turned out well, but it was a very stressful call. And so the call happened, went to the hospital, wrote the report, got back to the station. And then about an hour, two hours later, I went back in my log and I told Whoop to analyze a two-hour segment from when about 10 minutes before the call came in until we got back to the station. So about two hours just because it was a, a longer duration call. And so I had Whoop analyze that as if it was a workout. And so it gave me the time in my different heart rate zones. It gave me a waveform of what my heart rate was doing. Uh, and I could follow along and track out like, okay, here's when the tones dropped. And then here's where we were driving to the call. And here's where we got on scene. We ran up to the second story to find this child. And then here's where we were transporting. Here's at the hospital. And we can, you can kind of see how these calls affect you. And I think that's really cool. I think it's really cool because you can use it to look and get actual data of how your body is responding to these stressful situations. And then track that over time and compare it call to call or even year to year or decade to decade. Let's be honest here. This is good stuff to know. Just because we feel like we're handling things well, you can look at your heart rate now and be like, whoa, I got up to like 140. I didn't feel like it because I was focused on patient care, but I had quite the heart rate jump there. I had quite the spike in my heart rate. So maybe I need to pay attention to that in the future. Maybe it gives me insight to my training. But like I said, it's just good information to have. Now, there are some frustrating points or some challenging points with the whoop. Not many, but there are a couple. The first part is that data that you're going to get back because it doesn't lie, right? It's like video. It's not lying. So what you get back is what your body is doing. And that can be a difficult pill to swallow in those instances. Like I said, you get off a shift and maybe you got three or four hours of sleep, but you feel fine. And your whoop says, hey, man, you're not doing fine. You need to chill out for a day. But you say, nah, sorry, whoop. I'm feeling good. I'm going for it. That can be a difficult hurdle to to get over that maybe the facts are more important than how you feel and you should heed the advice of the actual metrics coming out of your body that this thing is reading. So that can be a little bit frustrating. The other thing, which is a very small, very small factor, but something I deal with probably a little bit more than other people is that I wear the whoop on a bicep strap while I'm at work because it's out of the way. I don't want it on my wrist. Uh, We got to put our isolation gowns on a couple of times a day and our gloves on. I just don't want it that close to my hands so I wear it on a bicep strap but inevitably it gets sweaty and then I'll keep it on my bicep for the next day and I'll work out and I'll get gross and then I switch it back to a wrist strap but then next day is my shift day so I switch it back to the bicep strap the way this thing attaches on the strap is a little bit difficult it threads through uh, the one side's easy it hooks on with a metal hook the other side you have to thread it uh, basically like threading a buckleless belt you thread it out and then back in on itself And it's just a a stiff piece of elastic, so it can get kind of worn out. It can get kind of difficult. But I don't think people are switching it out quite as frequently as I am due to my occupation. So if you're planning on switching it back and forth almost day to day, it can be a little bit of a a hassle. Not a big deal, definitely not a deal breaker, but just something to think about. Uh, You might just want to wear it on the bicep the entire time or just know that for all of 12 seconds while you're struggling, you might be a little bit annoyed. Like I said, not a big deal. 
but it's true, right? All right, the other thing that I think is a positive thing but can turn ugly quickly is that you can create groups in the Whoop. So I have three other guys that have it. There's a couple other guys in the department that have it, but they refuse to join our group, and they're smart not to because here's what happens. Like I said, that data comes back at you and says, hey, man, chill out today. Well, I completely follow that advice 100% until I see that someone else is within striking distance of my strain score. So the strain score, like I said, it goes off basically what you've done for the day and what your heart rate is and how much sleep you got, and it gives you a point value for your output. Well, there's been several times when people have been within one or two points of me, and I know that half hour on the bike or a quick little 10-minute workout will catch me up to them, and I can uh, arbitrarily win for the day, and I'll go ahead. And even though the score says chill, I will catch that person because it's competition. It's also fun because it's competition, but it's also dangerous because it easily gets you off track of following the advice of the whoop because now you can see what other people are doing. Uh, so just know that's out there. Know that exists. Overall, I think it's a fantastic thing, but it also flies in the face of what I've been talking about, which is paying attention to what it says, not necessarily how you feel. And so that's my advice that I've given people is kind of in that vein where if you're going to get this thing and try it out, do your best to trust it. I can tell you that I, the times I've gone against it, I haven't suffered drastically. It's not like I've been absolutely incapacitated the next day or anything goofy like that. But after doing it and seeing how I feel the second day by not heeding its advice, I could definitely see how not paying attention and bucking it every single time would lead to a really tough situation, probably weeks or months in the future, but it's coming down the pipe. Now, let's talk about the most important thing to most firemen, right? How much does it cost? Now, I'm not going to tell you specific numbers about what it costs necessarily by each plan because I'm not sure if they're going to change when you're listening to this. I'll tell you that right now, I picked the month-to-month option and I'm paying about 30 bucks a month. Uh, my friend did like a year or a year and a half agreement and so he signed up and put more money down up front and then his monthly rate is a little bit lower but he's locked in for a year and a half. I'm just doing month-to-month so I get a higher monthly cost to that. It does add up over the course of time. Now over two years, maybe it equals the amount of a brand new Apple watch, but let's be honest, 30 bucks a month isn't peanuts, right? One thing I'll suggest to you, and one thing I was able to do in my department was I was able to get the Whoop subsidized by Foreign Fire Insurance Fund. And that's because we have a rule with our Foreign Fire Insurance Fund that we cannot buy equipment. We can buy memberships to gyms, We can buy subscriptions to fitness stuff, but we cannot buy you a set of dumbbells. The reason for that is if the the foreign fire tax buys you a set of dumbbells and then five years from now you don't need them and you sell them, you just made money off something that was provided for you. So we can't buy people apparel, equipment, nothing like that. If you buy a Peloton, we'll pay for the subscription, but we can't buy you the bike. The Whoop is specifically positioned where we can subsidize it because... It's a subscription-based product, and without paying the subscription, you have uh, a small piece of plastic and an elastic strap. And so it's not useful without the subscription. So we were able to get it approved for reimbursement. That's something I would highly suggest you guys look into. If you can get this thing subsidized by your department or your city or your village or your township or your foreign fire fund, 
whatever you can do and hit me up. I can help you through the process because I've gotten a few things like that past. I would definitely look at making this a benefit for your membership, lowering the barrier to entry for everybody and getting more people aware of what their body's doing, how the job is taking the toll on it, and then using that data and that information effectively to improve the fire service as a whole, specifically, of course, your, your department. So let's get back to general fitness tracker stuff now. There's some general takeaways with all fitness trackers. And I do think that fitness trackers have a place for firefighters, paramedics, first responders. I absolutely do because just like anything, it's a tool. It's a tool that gives you information. It's what you do or don't do with that information that makes it effective or ineffective and which also makes you effective or ineffective. So you can't blame it for giving you information unless it's wildly inaccurate, which by this time, they're pretty dialed in. I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty good. So whatever it's telling you is probably pretty spot on, and it's up to you to use it smartly. Depending on what you want, what information you want coming back at you, is going to drive you in the direction of what you're going to get fitness tracker wise and the value of that information like i said is up to you if your fitbit is now just a watch that you have and you keep it on because you've had it on for a while and it's easy enough to charge and it's comfortable enough then it doesn't have much value if your apple rings those like movement ring things if that's what makes you get up and get moving and make a difference then that's highly valuable no matter how arbitrary or rudimentary it is. So really, these things, these tools are as effective as anything else, any other tool that you have. It just depends on how much value you put on them and how much you're willing to trust them and then how you're going to act on the information they provide. So that's it. Fitness trackers. I like them. I use them. I suggest them, depending on how you use them and what information you're getting, how you're going to use it smartly, right? But I think it can be a benefit, even for us, first responders with weird schedules and constraints and opportunities and restrictions and everything else, it's still valuable information coming back. And if you need help using that information to train more smartly or make better decisions, then hit me up. I got the resources. I got the people to call. I got myself. If you need help with that information, just let me know and we'll figure something out. Comment in the post if you have a fitness tracker, if you used to, if you like it, if you don't like it, if you got a different one you like besides the Whoop. And a lot of people have those Apple Watches. Just not for me, but I dig it if you like it, right? Check out my social medias on Instagram and Facebook. I'm at 4th Shift Fitness. That's the number 4TH Shift Fitness. On YouTube, same thing, number 4TH, 4th Shift Fitness. My email is number 4, 4th, 4, yikes is fourth shift fit that's number four th shift fit at gmail.com and website for shift fitness.com four th awesome guys i hope you like it that's episode two hit me up with any questions comments or concerns that you have as always be a four shifter and i will talk to you soon <laughs>